BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the campfire, the only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction in exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The story I'm about to tell you is from a traveler named Max Morden 123. He called this one, I saw something in an abandoned shrine. Please allow me to tell you his tale. When I was a kid, I usually visited my grandparents' home every summer. For a city boy such as myself, it was one month of hell and pure boredom, staring at mountains and rice fields. Now all I want is just to do that. It definitely was a different time back then. The village itself isn't anything special. The people there based their lives on agriculture. But the land wasn't the best for farming. Crops never grow large enough for the supermarket, and the village constantly gets hit by small famines and drought. Yet somehow, people still continue to live there despite how harsh the condition is. Although I didn't enjoy being forced to stay there for a whole month so my parents could focus on their work, I did, however, love the company of my grandparents. My grandma would always be the one to greet us when we got there usually accompanied by a warm smile and asking how I have been doing in school. My grandpa would then welcome us in and often brought me a bowl full of candies. I think he was a candy maker back in his youth. It was the summer back when I was just 12 years old. My parents already left after handing me to my grandparents four days ago so I'm currently stuck in this place. I didn't have any homework nor did I have a phone to glue my eyes on. The best form of entertainment I had was the ancient TV in my grandparents' house that rarely picked up any signal, and the three local kids that are around my age. Two of them were boys the same age as I was, and the last one was a girl two years younger than me. I will call the boys K and C, while the girl is a so you guys won't be confused. K was the loudmouth one that constantly dragged us into trouble. C was the annoying one of the group yet none of us hated him. And it was the quiet girl that only talked when needed to. We formed a very deep friendship with each other and are still keeping in contact to this very day. As I was laying on the tatami sheets, trying to fight off the heat of summer with a tiny straw fan, I could hear a very familiar voice calling out to me. It was from Kay. Sai. He shouted my name big enough for me to hear from the backyard. I immediately jumped up and threw the fan away while rushing toward the front door and slid it open. K 
Kay was on his small red bike outside the front gate, with both C and a behind him on another bike. What is it? I asked, expecting them to invite me for something. We are about to go to the playground. You want to come with us? Kay asked. Sure, I will go tell my grandparents. You guys wait here for a sec. I replied with excitement and immediately ran back into the house. I told them that I will go to the playground with my friends like usual. So they nodded and handed me a few spare pieces of candies so we could share them with each other. After I got my grandparents' approval, the rest of us bolted off to the playground with Kay carrying me on his bike. I think he complained about how heavy I am, but I was so blinded by the excitement that I forgot all of that right away. After just 10 minutes of biking, we finally reached the playground. I said playground, but it was more of an empty piece of land with grass growing over it. But to us kids, that was good enough. It's already past noon so the sun has somewhat settled down, with the wind flowing over the grass. It was a very beautiful sight to behold. We played tag first, and once we got bored, we switched to rock chucking with each other the entire time. Achan was surprisingly good at it and beat all three of us with not much difficulty. C was being a sore loser about it the entire time. At around 4 p.m., our group decided to go home. Electricity wasn't common back then in the village and there were no street lamps so it would be pitch black if we stayed for too long. But as we were about to leave, Kay called us back. What is it? C asked. There is still an hour before the sun completely sets. Kay said in a teasing manner. What are you trying to do? I asked. Kay is the oldest in the group. He usually makes up some silly games and dragged us into play so we are no stranger to any of this. You guys want to do a test of courage? He asked. What? You want to stay here and wait for ghosts to appear? C frowned. Aya the Chan didn't say anything. I was having fun and didn't want to go home yet. But a Chan is the quiet type so she was just going along for goodwill. Both of us just wait in silence for Kay to propose his new crazy game. No, not like that. This will be a true test of courage, the type to make a man out of you. Kay said, Oh, tell us then C replied with some interest this time around. You know about that place, right? What place? That place, the abandoned shrine near our village. Wait, are you being serious? Yes, don't you think that is the perfect place for a test of courage? Kay said enthusiastically. No way, man. You go there yourself. The adults told us not to step foot near that place at all cost. I don't want to get yelled at again. C immediately lost all of his interest and stood back from K. Jeez, you are such a scaredy cat. It's just an old shrine. I went there before and I'm still standing here right now. K pats his chest. Wait, you went there before? I asked. A dot 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 and oh. I did get to the shrine gate, but I didn't step foot in there. It looks just like a normal worn-down shrine, though. Nothing creepy about it. Uh-huh. I nodded in distrust. Oh, Simon, just one minute. We go in there for one minute, then go out. Simple right, right. You are just being desperate at this point. Let's just go home. C shakes his head in disappointment. Come on, don't be like that. Sai, tell me that you want to go, please. K's eyes light up like that of a puppy while looking at me. I don't know. I kinda want to go, but it just seems too dangerous. Huh? K finally seems defeated. I actually want to go too. A Chan speaks up. Huh? All three of us said it in synchronization. Wait, A Chan, you are being serious, right? K asks nervously. A Chan timidly nodded, which surprised the entire group. 
Of all people, we could never have thought that a Chan would be into this kind of stuff. Needless to say, Kay acted like his parents just gave him a bunch of sweets and immediately glanced back at me as if he was trying to pressure me to join in. But honestly, that was unnecessary, as I was hoping for this to happen. Well, if a Chan wanted to go then I guess I have no other choice then. I slightly shook my head and gave C a shit-eating grin. Oh yeah, three out of four. You are outnumbered now, CK said. C being the scaredy cat of the group, reluctantly joined in as to not be left out, but I could tell he wanted nothing to do with this. Nevertheless, after getting everyone on board, Kay and I set out on our bikes and went to that shrine. It was only a 15 minutes ride from the playground to the path that led into the shrine on the side of the road. The road there was too rocky and obstructed by tree branches to continue on bikes. So we left them outside and went on foot. We brushed our way through the bushes covering the entire path, moving slowly like a bunch of snails in a maze. I honestly thought we were gonna get lost in there due to how dense the branches were. But we eventually got out of that mess and found ourselves in front of the shrine gate. Even though I have been to this town multiple times since I was six, this was the first time I actually saw it. The gate is covered in dirt and mud with dead leaves scattered around it hiding away most of the old red paint it once had. The gate looks old and feels old, like an ancient relic from the past that we weren't supposed to see. From what I've known, this shrine was built a long, long time ago, possibly even back to the Edo era to worship Akami-sama. But during World War II, the shrine got hit by a bomb from an American aircraft and was badly damaged. But because the village was also hit by famine during that time, they didn't have the money to rebuild the shrine, and as a result, rumors soon began to spread. They said that the Kami-sama who resigned there got so angry because of its home being destroyed that it cursed the village, and the shrine itself became a ghost spot where people would often see figures moving around, attacking those who came near the shrine. Out of fear, the villagers abandoned the shrine and forbade anyone to step foot in there to not anger the Kami-sama even more. At least that is what I was told. A uh, dot dot dot, are you sure you want to do this? C asked. Dude, we made it all the way here. If you are feeling too scared to continue, then I won't force you. K frowned. Of course not. I'm just a little bit worried. C replied with a condescending tone. Relax, C. I'm sure nothing will happen. I tried to calm him down. Being that one kid who wanted to act like an adult, I never really believed in the supernatural or even Santa Claus for that matter. So I of course didn't take any of this seriously. Hey probably felt the same too, so he brushed off C and the rest of us continued through the shrine gate, leaving C with no other choice but to go along. We climbed on the old and mossy staircase leading up to the shrine. That was when I noticed something odd. While we were climbing the stairs, the forest around us was unnaturally silent. There wasn't a single sound from the birds or the crickets despite it being the middle of summer. I felt like we were being watched the entire time. As we finally reached the top of the staircase, the shrine began to show itself to us. It is a small shrine standing right at the center of open space, only enough to fit around five children inside. It's built like those old shrines you see in horror movies, but the left side of its roof has completely broken off, with multiple holes the size of a human fist on the side. I guess the rumor really was true, it really does look like it got hit by a bomb. Although I wouldn't say that it looks haunted or anything. Creepy, isn't it? Kay said. He stepped forward, 
took off the digital watch that he got from his parents as a New Year's gift and handed it to me. I will go in there first. You stay here and start the timer the moment I get inside and tell me to go out after one minute has passed. He spoke slowly like he was trying to teach me how to defuse a bomb or something. Got it, I said. Okay. He began walking toward the shrine, but turned back to us halfway through. Don't you guys dare to run away and leave me here alone. Of course, we won't. Now go in there, big guy, I said. Kay slid open the old wooden door and walked in as I started the timer. One minute felt like an eternity as we held our breath hoping not to hear a scream or any strange thing to happen. A moment the clock hit one minute on the counter. I immediately called out to Kay with all of my might. After just a few seconds of silence, Kay stepped out of the shrine humming a song. See, nothing happened. I'm still alive. He spread his hands and let out a smug, mocking us for not believing in him. Well, my turn is done. Time for the scaredy cat to go in. Kay pushed C so hard toward the shrine that he almost fell down. I could see how scared C was. His legs were shaking like coils after being pulled back his eyes constantly switching between us and the shrine while biting the fingernail on his thumb as if he was begging us. But we just kept ignoring him and he somehow swallowed that fear after a while and stepped foot in. I guess it was because he saw that nothing happened to Kay and just like with Kay, he came out unscathed. Then it was a Chan's turn to go in. She went in there on her own without us having to do anything. I even caught a glimpse of her smiling as she went past me. Just like before, nothing happened to her. As a matter of fact, she even seemed disappointed. I, of course, was the last one to go in. I handed the watch back to Kay, took a deep breath, and stepped into the shrine. Then inside is completely barren, with the only thing in the shrine being an empty altar sitting in the back of the room while the light from the holes shines through it. I looked at the altar in silence while counting to 60 in my hand. It was quiet. The atmosphere in the room was stuffy and filled with the moist air coming from the wooden floor. But somehow, even as creepy looking as it was, I didn't feel a hint of anything to be haunted. I would say it felt almost peaceful. 58. 59. 60. I let out a huge sigh of relief as the countdown finally came to a stop. Yet I didn't hear Kay signaling me to come out. Did they forget? I thought to myself and waited for another 15 seconds. Nothing happened. Kay's voice was still nowhere to be heard. At that point, my gut started to realize something was not right and I ran out of the shrine in panic. What greeted me outside was not my friend, but all I saw was not the blue sky a minute before. The shade was black, pitch black. It was so dark that I couldn't see any stars at all. Not even the moon. The sun didn't even set yet when I went in. So why is it now dark? It was as if the sky had just suddenly vanished. No, it was more like something was blocking the sky itself. Fear struck every corner of my body as I frantically dashed my eyes around looking for my friends. They weren't anywhere in sight. Hey, where are you guys? This is not funny. I shouted, hoping for them to respond, but all I got was an unnerving silence. And in my state of shock, I accidentally noticed it. Something was poking out from the staircase, rising up as it got closer to me. That was when I realized it's ahead. The thing slowly walked up the stairs and stopped at the last step. Even from afar, I knew full well that what I'm seeing is not a person. The thing is humanoid in shape 
but there is nothing human about it. Its body is pure white with dark outlines running around it, forming what I could presume to be clothing. It almost looks like a yukata. Its body wiggle around like water with tentacle-like smoke trails contoured out violently from head to toes. But the most creepy thing about it was the face. It didn't have any facial features, not even eyes. The only thing I could see was a vortex of white smoke squirming inside a pitch black void. I froze in place just from the sight alone, unable to move a single muscle. My breathing turned into a desperate attempt of gasping for air as I saw the thing finally move. It slowly put its right hand up into the air and waved at me. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It was waving at me. Hey, hey, wake up. A muffled voice echoed into my ears. Slowly but surely, the silhouette of K began to form in front of my blurry eyes as he lightly tapped on my face. The sky behind him is now tinted orange instead of pitch black, and the wind has finally started to flow. Are dot 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 you okay? A Chan asked me while I was trying to sit up. What happened? I asked. You didn't come out when I called you, so we went in and found that you were lying unconscious on the floor. K responds, just what happened in there? C asked nervously. I didn't respond, mostly because I didn't know either. K probably knew something was up too, so he told the entire group to get the hell out of there without any more questions. And we all did. We rushed back to our bikes and rode home before the sun fully set down without saying a word on the way. The entire ride, I could see stress written all over everyone's face. But Kay seemed to be mournful as if he knew he just got us into something horrible. We all agreed to not speak about this to anyone so as not to get into more trouble. My grandparents scolded me for coming home that late but I was too exhausted to care. And just went through with it in a daze. We continued our evening like usual after they were done. But I was feeling uneasy the entire time as the image of that thing kept popping up in my mind. Just what the hell did I see in that shrine? Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels, and a blessed day. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.